Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is for Friday, February 2nd, 2024. This is another edition of Football Today. You know that dude from the Talking Giants world, Bobby Skinner. I am Chris Rose, producer Rob and producer Mikey along for the ride. This show is so huge, it takes two guys to put it together. Bobby Skinner, are you are you safe? Are you okay? Where are you? I'm in. I'm still in Mobile, Alabama. I'm in the bedroom because we did an Airbnb, um, and I'm trying to do lighting, but also blocking the light behind me. <laughs> uh, I'm do. I'm doing wonderful. It was a great week in Alabama. Yeah, it looked great. I watched all the coverage uh, on our network, NFL Network. It looked awesome. The weather was fantastic. I thought the kids were pretty good. We'll get to some uh, Senior Bowl stories in just a little bit. Um, We're inching closer to Super Bowl 58, but because we have two shows next week before we still even kick, we're going to be breaking it down and, you know, uh, breaking down interviews and philosophy and strategy and all that sort of stuff. But there's a lot of what? Isn't it a shame they don't do like the NFL awards this weekend so we can talk about them and the Hall of Fame and all that? Yeah, well, they like it uh, when they can just have it in one party area, which would be Las Vegas. It's about a party for the elites. Yes, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Believe me, that's exactly what it's turned into. But there's a ton of coaching news. So let's start with this. Jim Harbaugh played Meet the Press for the first time since he became officially the L.A. Chargers head coach. Of course, he just led his alma mater, Michigan, to a championship. And now he jumps back into the NFL waters. And there's a lot of people that asked, why? Yeah, love of Michigan, uh, the love of the NFL, it was Time. I got so many, I know I said this the other day, but I only got so many hour, sands left in the hourglass, and, and uh, I want another shot. I want another shot at, uh, to be simply known as world champions. Uh, the Lombardi Trophy, um, you know, that's, that's my mission. Yeah, I don't think anybody is surprised that he jumped back into the NFL game, particularly after winning that title up in Ann Arbor, finally. But do you think that he's going to see this job all the way through? I think he's going to see it all the way to uh, through to a contender, right? Winning a Super Bowl is it's really, really hard. But I think with having Justin Herbert, with his experience, again, we talked about it last week, everywhere the guy has gone, he won. Everywhere, whether it was San Diego, you know, the University of San Diego or the, you know, the helpless San Francisco 49ers at the time with Alex Smith in year whatever, uh, he's always won. And this will probably be the best time, the best quarterback he's ever had. Uh, in, in his time. Yeah, I expect that uh, that he'll hang around. Uh, Harbaugh does have a bit of a shelf life. There's nothing new here about that. Um, whether it was running into a issue with Trent Balky out in San Francisco or just wanting to move on from Stanford once Andrew Luck had moved on and had a you know another year there or whatever, and then he was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the NFL, so I, I'll, I'll see you there. Um, I think he's going to do great out there. Now, he's quirky as hell, man. I watched that entire freaking hour-long press conference, and he was literally all over the place. But the one thing the dude can do is coach football and motivate men. I have no questions that he's going to be able to do it. Is he, Does he instantly turn them into a contender? I got to see what their 
team looks like once they clear all this cap space and how they draft and all sorts of stuff, but I'm not going to put it against them. Oh, I, I would guarantee they're a playoff team. Like Harbaugh has gotten guarantee. instant success. And again, it's not the highest, you know, award in the world. You know, there's seven out of the 16 teams in the conference make it, but I, I, I would guarantee he's going to get the most out of that Chargers roster next year. And that roster is going to include one Justin Herbert and I, and, and, you know, both on the other side. I believe in them. I be, I be, I really do believe in Harbaugh. Like you said, there is a shelf life, right? So four or five years from now, this could have run its course. But the first three years, he's going to get every ounce out of that team. And can I just give him some credit? I had to look up how old he was. I mean, I knew roughly how old he was. But he looks like he's 42. And he's 61 years old. And That's he's got surprising. That- I know, isn't it? It's amazing. And he hasn't really spent any time in Los Angeles. So just imagine when all those doctors who can nip and tuck their way to success on you get a hold of him. He's going to be looking like he's 36. Does he still have black hair? Is he dyeing his hair? Ooh, it's a good question. I, I, It's a great question. If so, it's a hell of a dye job because it looks as natural as anything. I thought, what do you think? Man, I'm a, that's, you know, that's, that looks like that touch of gray just for men right there. That's, you know, no free ads, but that, it looks good. He looked, like you said, he looks like, you know, early 50s, late 40s, ready to roll. Yeah. And by the way, he's got seven kids. Seven kids. Um, I don't know what's going on here. The man like, likes to do. Well, hey, now. Hey, now. Come on. Play nice. Um, Same. Yeah. They, they come from somewhere. Well, I mean, maybe he's just trying to compete with Dayball and Sala. Well, I think between them have like thirteen kids. Opposite coach. It's like a coach of the it's it's a coach of the year recipe. Having a lot of kids. <laughs> Is that a new category? <laughs> remember final... Dayball last year getting the coach of the year award, and he st- he almost forgot one of the kids' names. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what happens. The case. True football coach right there. All right, so Washington became the last team to land its head coach, uh, Cowboys defensive coordinator, former Falcons head coach. Dan Quinn gets another crack at now being the leading man. Uh, according to Diana Rossini of The Athletic, the commanders reportedly did talk to Bill Belichick about that vacancy, and there was some support for him among the higher-ups, but they decided to go with Quinn instead. Is this a surprising move for you? No, it's not surprising. I mean, we talked to Bill a lot last week, and it would be wearisome to hire him with an offense that's set up like Washington right now. Like, yes, they have their shot at a quarterback, but they have a bad offensive line, good receivers. Um, but, you know, like, it's the offense issues in New England, I think, are going to give teams pause and the idea that he wants to, like, be at the head of, like, this, uh, big decisions. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's any formal relationship with Adam Peters from San Francisco. Uh, so it's not surprising that they didn't want to go with Bill. Like, I really think his age is working against him. Like we said last week, I think he's he's really old, and I think that's working against him a little bit too. It's like how long how long is this for? Yeah, it didn't surprise me that once we got down to this game of musical chairs and Washington was the last team standing, that a they talked to him, and b that he didn't get the job. Are you surprised at all that they didn't go with an offensive mind? Not that there are a ton out there, right? Eric Bieniemy was in his first year as the offensive coordinator. I'm not exactly sure how that went over. But a lot of young offensive guys either decided to stay put, a la Ben Johnson in Detroit or Bobby Slowick in Houston, or they ended up taking another job. So are you surprised that they went with Quinn 
and and maybe even didn't go with a guy like Mike Vrabel. I mean, they wanted Johnson, and Johnson just you know when they were mid-flight said, "Hey, don't you know turn that plane around? I'm going to stay in Detroit." Supposedly, slow you know told teams he wants to stay in Houston. I don't know if that one's as much as the Johnson situation, or he maybe read that he wasn't getting a head coaching job or something. Uh, who like outside of those two, there's really no obvious names. And Dan Quinn does have a pedigree getting to the Super Bowl. But I want to ask you this: you, you know, you're in NFL circles. What is the thoughts of Dan Quinn getting another head coaching gig? Because I know they went to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't look at his tenure as it's, he's a good coach i look at kyle shanahan's offense had matt ryan as an fba got there their defenses were really never highly rated now he's been awesome in dallas with some really good talent and gotten the most out of that defense for the most part uh do you do you view him as like a highly coveted guy or is he just kind of a defensive coordinator who got the most out of micah parsons and Diggs and all them cats i think what you hear is he's a really good guy who's well respected and can be a good leader hey that's important stuff you know we think that because you're a head coach that you have to be this mastermind in terms of calling plays, whether you're an offensive or defensive guy. And I'm sure he's going to continue to do that in Washington anyway. Um, Go look at the staff he put together in Atlanta. It's pretty damn good. There's a bunch of guys who are now head coaches that he'll be competing against in the NFL that were on that staff. And this is going to be the key thing. Like, is there still an offensive guy that he can get in there? Because to me, this is the most important offseason that Washington's going to have here in quite some time, right? They're picking second overall, which means that they can get a stud quarterback, we do believe. And um, you need a guy that can nurture him, right? The reason, part of the reason that D'Amico Ryan's worked out so beautifully in Houston, it's not just he's a stud and you knew from day one that he he was a leader of men. But the fact that Bobby Slowick, that's who we were talking about when they got to the playoffs, was the, these play designs and what they did for C.J. Stroud, who, oh, by the way, was the second pick in the draft last year. So this is critical that Dan Quinn, the most important thing he's going to do is hire an offensive dude in Washington. And that's why I, if I was looking for a head coach, obviously you would just you pick the best man for the job. But I'm hoping that the best man of the job is an offensive coach, right? Because that just gives you more stability as a franchise. Because even if he gets the right offensive coordinator, well, guess what? If you have a good offensive coordinator, guess where he's going? To another team to be their head mm-hmm. coach, and then your team falls apart like it exactly happened in Atlanta. Um, so I I feel bad for the commanders because they kind of had their sights set on on Johnson, and then he backed out at the end. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get the true story on that one. Um, if you go back in recent years, though, and go look at the last person hired in the coaching cycle, it's actually been some pretty decent ones in recent years. So if you're a Washington fan, don't be like, oh, my God, we got the last seat at the table, and now we're stuck talking to somebody we don't want to all night at dinner. Don't feel that way. It's just it's really important that Dan Quinn solidifies with the rest of his staff, and because so many guys have moved on you know, to different – offensive coordinator roles it's i don't know Let's see I'll, I'll be excited to see what he does with the defense they're obviously they have a they're stripped of talent especially after they traded you know sweat and young but what was the one of the main things that he did when he got the dallas that defense before he got the dallas was undisciplined it was the most undisciplined defense in the nfl 
Like they would simply, they won't even play their gaps, like simple shit like that. And that was the commanders last year. They were not a good defense. They were never going to be a good defense, but they were so undisciplined. So uh, Quinn is at least going to get in there and get them to be a disciplined defense, despite the lack of their talent. And then, like you said, can they get the right offensive line and the right quarterback at pick number two? Quick interruption on football today from your guy, Jolly Olive, known football guy, to thank today's sponsor, which is Factor. Factor meals are some of the best in the business right now. They make eating healthy and eating smart as easy as possible by delivering meals right to your door. There's a bunch of different varieties you can choose from, like a keto diet, calorie smart diet, vegan or veggie diet, and more. And there's over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and even more nutritious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, up upscale options done easily and they're flexible to your schedule you can choose anywhere from six to 18 meals in a week and it's as easy as possible in fact we have a ton of factor meals in the office right now and they are going quick the portions are perfect they don't make you feel too full and it's all healthy ingredients so you feel pretty good after eating your factor lunch so right now if you go to factormeals.com slash football today 50 and use code football today 50 you can get 50 percent off your order that's a hell of a deal factormeals.com slash football Football Today 50. Use code Football Today 50 for 50% off. Thank you to them for sponsoring today's episode. Now let's get back to the football guys. Enough from me. All right. So uh, let's move on to Dan Quinn's old stomping grounds as a defensive coordinator, the place that we thought he was going to go to, and that is Seattle. They now go from having the league's oldest coach in 72 year old Pete Carroll to the league's youngest head coach in Mike McDonald, who is moving from the East Coast where he was the Ravens DC. Uh, once again, this kind of focuses on a similar area in an offensive driven league. Are you surprised at all that Seattle went defense? No, because I think Mike McDonald's one of the best minds in the NFL. And we talk about the age Rose. What young coach really hasn't like worked out like less than four. Now there's, there's been a couple one being Joe judge. But I feel like for the most part, they're, the reason why they're hired young is because they are viewed as like the brightest minds in the game. Uh, and we saw what D'Amico Ryans did with Houston last year. I think he's going to get the most out of a pretty talented group in Seattle. Um, and then the offense uh, should be should be stable enough until they get the right pieces in there. Yeah, you keep hearing all this amazing stuff about Mike McDonald, not only from within the Ravens organization in terms of people that hired him or coached with him, but you hear it from the players, too. I mean, Patrick Queen just couldn't say enough nice things about this guy and how he has everybody uh, not only positioned the right way, but the way he's a teacher and the way he delivers his message. Everything about it sounds A++. I have heard some people describe him as if, if you combine Shanahan, McVay, and McDaniel on the offensive side, that's the defensive brain you get out of Mike McDaniel. Hey, man, give me one of those guys. That's good enough. If you combine the three of them and you put them on defense, particularly in a division where you're going to have to go against Shanahan and McVay twice a year, sign me up. And those guys are like, I, tr I trust McDonald to hire the better offensive coordinator than I do Quinn because these young guys, man, they know how to find the right coaches, right? Just like D'Amico Ryans was able to find Slowick. Those guys seem to find the guys who know how to push the game forward and get the most out of their guys. So that's why I really like this hire for Seattle. Um, obviously, like, hey, do you wish you had the offensive version of Mike McDonald? Absolutely. Uh, but he's, to me, 
the reason why these guys get hired so young isn't just random. It's usually because they're some of the best minds, and it's very obvious to the NFL. It was interesting, by the way. One of the names that's being kicked around reportedly is Ryan Grubb, who was the University of Washington's offensive coordinator, and he just bolted for Alabama a couple of weeks ago. It sounds like McDonald's going to try and pry him away. So, I mean, do you think Grubb even found a place in 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 Bama? We actually had him in the Airbnb next to us in in, in Alabama, but uh, you know, luckily, luckily, he only rented it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> That'd be great. Is Penick over there still partying in his underwear? Mm-hmm. We got we got Penick, we got Jeff, and then we got our friend Mike. Oh, who covers okay. another team uh, or does some other stuff with us? Okay. But yeah, Panic is uh, you know listening to a Cheryl Crow. We just had some steaks. It's it's been a grand old time. Wait a second, who cooked the steaks? The restaurant. Oh, good move. I, I forget the name of it now. It's like baguette or something, something like that. It was, but it, they were good. All right, solid, solid. Uh, Dave Canales. He spent a decade as an assistant under Pete Carroll up in Seattle before becoming the offensive coordinator. In Tampa, that merely became a pit stop. It was one season and done. He now gets promoted to the head chair in Carolina, which means that he has to try and figure out a way to unlock last year's number one overall pick, Bryce Young. And the more that I got ready for this interview and start watching Bryce, looking at my notes from his eval, I mean, that's just a year ago. You know, we're, we're evaluating him as a player, as a person, with all the information that we could. I just got more and more fired up about the opportunity to have this amazing talent, and he's the guy. He's the right guy that you all that we all talk about when we have that quarterback, that that franchise, face of the franchise type of player, um, and that got me really excited. Okay, so he's really excited. Should Panthers fans be excited that this tandem is going to work? Well, it was a lot like Mike McDaniel talking about too when he got hired. Um, even if he can like really get the best out of Bryce, they need talent. They traded away DJ Moore, and to me, which is one of the dumber trades that we've seen for uh, the number one pick, is trading away a legitimate wide receiver one. Um, they have offensive line issues. To me, Bryce Young is an issue, right? You have a huge investment, but they also need a surrounding cast, and they don't have the really the draft capital to go and do it because they traded it all away for Bryce Young. We have seen number one overall picks struggle before. I mean, if you want to take it back 35 years to a guy who ended up in Canton, Troy Aikman did not win a single game as a starter, I believe, his rookie year uh, under Jimmy Johnson. But Troy Aikman also wasn't like 5'10", 190 pounds. Troy Aikman was a big, sturdy guy. Um, I'm worried about Bryce Young. I am. I'm trying not to panic because I loved watching him play at Alabama, and I thought he did some magical things and could really throw the football. But, man, there is such a difference when you're playing with a bunch of five stars as opposed to a bunch of guys who can't put up five points per game. Like, it is it is worrisome right now. He, he didn't just struggle last year. He was horrible. He was, you know, some of the worst – like, for quarterbacks who started the whole season and didn't come in as backups, like – I'm trying to think of who was worse. Like there, there was not very many uh, that could that could argue for that title. And like you said, he's not. He has no favors for surrounding cast. 
Um, you know, they're he's very short with offensive line issues. And hey, Dave Canales seems like a good candidate, right? Like he did some good stuff with Tampa, but like they didn't change the world in Tampa with that offense, right? Baker had a good year. You got uh, you know a lot of uh, production out of Mike Evans, you know, for the eighth straight year. They they didn't change the world offensively. I mean, the Panthers held them to nine points, you know, right before the season ended. That's all true. I wonder if part of the allure is that he has worked with guys. I know this is a weird thing to say, but Baker's not the biggest guy in the world. Now he's thicker than Bryce Young, but he's not he's not super tall. I can tell you this. He's not taller than I am. Um he worked with Russell Wilson up in Seattle as a quarterback's coach. So he understands, at least from a vertical standpoint, what sort of issues Bryce Young might be dealing with. Now, Young you know, Russ was thick. Russ was a big guy and could always run. Baker, as I mentioned, he could always stand in there and take a shot. It's the number one thing I worry about. Like, I saw Bryce Young last year at the Combine. We were on the same flight, and we get off at the, uh, you know, at the baggage carousel, and I was looking at him. I was like, oh, my God, this guy could be the number one pick in the draft? Like, he is tiny, dude, and it's just, I don't know. I'm, ha- I'm having a real, as you can tell, I'm Bobby, I'm having a real hard time getting past this. Well, and they also have, you know, possibly the worst owner in the NFL with David Tepper. Um, like, like, t- t- tell me their offensive weapons. Adam Thielen, he had a solid year, you know, in, in the sloth down there. Does oh, their offensive it- line set? Like, what? And, oh, well, they'll have a good first round pick. Oh, shit. No, they don't have that. Well, what about the second round pick? Oh, shit. They don't have that either. Hopefully, hopefully, Barke, uh, not Barkevius, Jonathan Mingo. Uh, shout out other Cleveland Browns draft bus, Barkevius. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Jonathan Mingo turns it on. Really liked him at the Senior Bowl last year. Uh, but they have, they don't have, they just don't have good players. They don't. I mean, I mean, they've whipped on a bunch of guys, right? Um, yeah, Mingo, I liked a I lot. I hated their draft last year. For, forget Bryce Young. Every other one of their picks I didn't like. And even Mingo, who I like, was a reach. Yeah, it was a reach, but. I don't think they were alone in thinking that he would be at least do something. Yeah, I mean, who else do they have at the receiver position? Terrence Marshall's still there. He hasn't done squat, right? He's nothing. I mean, it's just Adam Adam Thielen's really the only guy who's proven anything. Now, again, I like Mingo. I think he can turn into something, but uh, he's not going to turn into something that's going to carry that offense either. Um, All right, before we get out of here, Give me a few stories from Senior Bowl week. You guys have done a great job. You've, you've caught up with some really big dudes, big names that are down there. There's a couple of big-name quarterbacks. you got one of them and a couple of receivers I saw. I loved Ricky Pierce all this week. I thought he was really fun until he got banged up. Yeah, there's – well, I mean, we could talk about the quarterbacks a little bit. Bo Nix and Michael Penix are obviously the big names coming in. Right. I am i don't like Nix much, man. I it's struggle. If you're a team that's like in the middle of the first and stuff and thinking about Bo Nix, like coming down into here, Rose, the talk was, hey, Nix can solidify himself as a first round pick down here. He didn't do that. Now, his, his third day was was solid. He made some good plays, but a lot of those came in seven on seven drills with no rush. And my issue with him is his feet never look settled. Well, they're going to look settled in a drill that doesn't have offensive, uh, you know, pass rushers. Uh Penix looks solid, but there's really no one here. He looks like a solidified first rounder. But there are some wide receivers and corners that are that are fun to watch. There's this kid like Toledo, Quinion Mitchell. 
unbelievable. Guy looks like he's going to like be in the top half of the first round, right? You probably haven't watched a lot of Toledo film. Neither did I coming in here. Dominated. Um, and then the receivers, no, no, like first rounders, but I think there's going to be a bunch of second rounders who are like going to going to be getting like consistent production on people's teams every single year. Whether it's Ricky Pearsall from Florida, Lad McConkey out of Georgia, um, you know Roman Wilson out of Michigan. So you're seeing some names from big schools, uh, and then also some uh, some others, you know, names from like Jaquan Jackson from Tulane or Jamari Thrasher from Louisville. There, so there's some good receivers. And then there's a great corner from Quinion Mitchell, uh, Quinion Mitchell from Toledo. By the way, I thought Jerry Rice's kid looked pretty good. He, I did not know he was as big as he is. Like he is, he's thick, dude. Oh yeah, he's one of the bigger receivers down here, outside of like Johnny Wilson, the six foot six guy out of oh, Florida yeah. State. Yeah, uh, he he made some tough catches. Uh, have you ever been down to Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl? You know what? I have not. I have. I as I said, there's a ton of my people from the network down there. I am not one of them. You got to get down here just one year. Yeah, it looks great. It's fun. I love it down here. Yeah, this should have been the one to do it because the the uh, weather was fantastic. Oh, as you can see, I got a little bit of sun this week. No rain. Yeah, uh, we've get we've gotten rain almost every single year that we're here. Uh, you know, two years ago we sat out there in the pouring ass rain, which was. <laughs> which was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, the weather was beautiful. We had good access this year. We were able to live stream and stuff from the from the facility. We got to do all those interviews and stuff. So jam football is on the on the up and up. I love it. I love it. Uh, there is one other note um, that happened. Where truth be told, we taped this late on Thursday so that Bobby could travel. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. It sounds like will be Antonio Pierce's offensive coordinator out in Las Vegas. How's that one hit you? There was issues in Arizona. Like he didn't call a great offense in Arizona. Um, I I hope he's learned from his uh, you know from his mistakes in Arizona. What are they going to do at quarterback though? Like, do well, you, can, can you see Cliff Kingsbury doing the best with can't move in the pocket? Aiden O'Connell. No. Like they no. got to get someone that can move around to really run the offense. Cliff Kingsbury wants to wants to run. Yep. I don't know exactly who that is, but. We've got a little bit of time to chew on that one. So wanted to get that one in before we got out of here. Uh, travel safely back. Next week, we will have two Super Bowl preview shows. And then we'll all break it all down once the NFL season concludes here in the near future. So, Bobby, travel safely. Tell the rest of the uh, troops. I'll be reporting live from the Pro Bowl on Sunday. Oh, nice. Reporting live from the Pro Bowl. Wow. Yeah. With, with what? Dodgeball? Um, I don't know, but I'm just going to be Eli Manning's little soldier. I'm going to do whatever he tells me to. I'm, I'm trying to get him to recruit me to the team. Perfect. Well, good luck with that. If you need us to put in a good word, we'll, we'll do our best. For our uh, dual producers, Robbie and Mikey, they always do a bang-up job, and Bobby Skinner from the Talking Giants world, now our Mobile, Alabama correspondent. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next week here hey, on hey, Football. Hey, don't, don't, don't end it yet. I just want to. I want the listeners to appreciate that to have good lighting. I've been holding this lamp in my left hand uh, the entire show. I just want. I just. I don't want any. You know. I don't want any out of boys. I just want it to be acknowledged. Well, hold on. Hand. Uh, put, hold up your hand. I want to see if you've got Michael Penick sized hands. Do you? No, his hands are a little bigger than mine. And I did shake his hand. I think he's got me by like a like a half an inch. Yeah. Well. 
I think on that note, we should end it. We will see you next week here on <laughs> Football Today.